from the slab at Dubai Design District. This is Motor Mania on Dubai Eye 103.8. Live at Icons of Porsche, celebrating 75 years of Porsche. Dream in full color. Yeah, it's a beautiful morning down here at Icons of Porsche at the slab at D3. And uh, we are continuing with Motor Mania through now through to 1 p.m. An extra hour for your uh, automotive uh, radio this morning. Imp Shanjato has joined us as well with Naz Chowdhury and we're delighted to be joined by none other than Manfred Brunel, the CEO of Porsche Middle East and Africa. Uh, firstly, thanks for coming back this morning. You had a late night last night with a, with a very big event happening here, the, the, the global reveal of the, the Panamera, but icons of Porsche, we'll get to that in a, in a very short moment, but icons of Porsche. I mean, firstly, congratulations to everyone at Porsche Middle East and Africa for this whole operation. This is the third time that has happened. Um, registrations have been strong. Tell me about the, the, the process. How did this whole event come about to start with? Yeah, good morning, everybody, and uh, happy to be here, and thanks for the invitation. Uh, just coming back to the, your first question uh, last night was amazing. We had the uh, regional premiere of the new Panamera. Great turnout, lots of journalists. Uh, all our importers from Middle East, Africa, and India were here. And uh, I just have to tell you, the new Panamera looks stunning. Uh, I think uh, everybody can see this during the Icons of Porsche. And coming to the icons, uh, third time, as you said, uh, we started two years ago. Um, uh, we, uh, it's actually an interesting story uh, how this came alive because uh, I came uh, four and a half years ago to, uh, to the Middle East. I worked before in China and in China there are really no classic cars around because they, they, well, they don't import used cars and a, and a classic car is a used car. Uh, so when I came to the Middle East, I thought oh, man, I, I will see so many classic cars and you see here and there some. And when you see them on the street, it's nice to look at them, but you can never talk to the people, right? They're sitting in their cars, they're sitting driving down Sheikh Side Road. Uh, so we said, why don't we give these cars uh, a platform? Why don't we give these cars a festival and we just invite them? But we do it a little bit differently at arts, culture, and uh, all these things. We invite everybody, um, families, uh, kids, and we have something for everybody. And uh, in two years ago, we started with uh, 7,500 uh, guests uh, and we were amazed. And so we said, we have to do this again the next year. And last year, 15,000 came, so that wow. amount. And we see already right now the registrations that will again top that from last year. So it's really amazing. And, and one important thing, the, the, uh, this, the Eigens of Porsche, they live from the participants. They live from the Porsche community. It's, we give the platform, but then it's really the Porsche community which makes that happen. I, I guess also being uh, the brand itself, it, it, it's a very passionate brand for, for owners. No one... I guess I, I sort of simulate it to, to people who ride motorcycles. No one has to ride a motorcycle, but they want to. So no one has to drive a Porsche, but they want to. And I think that's yeah. different to other sort of other brands, many other brands of, of cars out there. It's a big year for Porsche this year, of course. It's uh, not only is it the, the 60th anniversary of the, the absolutely iconic 911, but it's also 75 years of, of Porsche, the brand <laughs> it, it, itself. Um, how is Porsche branding? I see a lot of color down here. I see that the color theme is is, is very prevalent. How does that work in with the with the whole celebrations of of, uh, of the company? Well, the theme was like dream in full color, and and this is actually happening all over the year. So it, it was there were celebrations all over the year, and I can say that the Eigens are pretty much concluding right now these celebrations. Uh, and you see also here um, at the Eigens of Porsche lots of uh, colorful things, and there uh, we I don't want to 
pre-empty a lot of surprises, but uh, you will see like a Guinness Book World Record. Um, you will see uh, um, also a Barbie <laughs> 9-11. Actually, I think it's a Taycan and, and many other things. But I don't want to talk too much about these things because there will be many surprises. Um, as you said, 75 years, that really is a milestone. 1948, uh, um, when, when this brand was born and see where we are today. Um, it's really, as we say, it's a, it's a brand for those who follow their dreams. And I don't think I exaggerate with that. Uh, there's a strong community, I would say, a family. And this is actually true not only for our customers, but also for colleagues uh, who are working for Porsche, very passionate. Uh, so you don't look at the uh, over hours whatsoever, especially if you're working in such an event. And then this makes it actually happen. The other thing, 60 years of 9-11. I mean, 60 years, 1963 was the birth year oh, of the 9-11. I and mean, when we started with the iconic F model, and then we moved on. And there, uh, you know, as every 10 years, um, uh, Porsche has um, uh, uh, a very special edition. So now with the um, 911 ST, which is so high in demand, and uh, also last night I was asked so much uh, about this car. Of course, we also have it here, uh, and can just only invite everybody to come. I have to say maybe here that we had to close the online registration last night because the demand was just too high. Um, but we wanted to keep um, some tickets uh, um, just on site. So for those of you who um, want to come and you don't have an online registration, don't come too late. Uh, come around four o'clock at the latest, and I'm sure that we still have some tickets for you there. Well, there you go. There's there's a bit of there's a hot tip from the boss himself. <laughs> uh, now, as you said before, as as we've said there, the, the the website is now shut. But if you do get down here at four o'clock, there are tickets uh, available to still come through the door. Talk about aspirational, Naz. I mean, you're one of the biggest Porsche enthusiasts yeah, I've ever come across. Big fan, and just looking out, looking out. It's incredible venue, incredible weather, and I'm seeing some stuff that's really, really catching my eye. I mean, I was privileged enough to go to the uh, Geneva show a couple of weeks ago, where I saw the Mission X and the ST in the flesh, and it, absolutely phenomenal. So to have them down here in this venue, in this uh, with por icons of Porsche, is something that you really don't want to miss. But like Manfred said, get down here at four o'clock. Uh, registrations are still open and you still can get in so just leave the website just come on down yeah absolutely Imp the Shan you've uh, you've always got a lot, lot of involvement in, in organising and running these sort of events what's, what's your impression so far from and from last year as well Oh, yeah, last year was absolutely incredible. I think this year is going to top it easily. We look at what's out there, and I don't want to give away any of the surprises, but people are going to be shocked and absolute delight all over their faces. You know, 911s for me are something that I'm quite new to. I'm not like Naz here, but just last year I had the opportunity to drive one on the Millimilia, and wow, what an experience. Completely changed my perception of the brand. It was a 911 Outlaw, so it was not one that Mr. Manfred necessarily approved of. It was very <laughs> modified, and what a joy. I think you saw it as well, Damien. Yeah. It was very resplendent. Was that the car I shared with one Jochen Mast? No, that was the blue ah. one. That was a 2.4S. <laughs> that is also a little bit different, yes. but yes, here we go. Yeah, um, you, you mentioned Manfred before about some of the special 911s that are down here. The ST, uh, I, I read the spec sheet on that and straight away that went to the top of my list of <coughs> desirable cars. I spoke to oh, a, an absolute 911 tragic last week yeah, and he yeah. said, I put my order in and I'm hoping that I'll get my name down. But also you've got a couple of other cars as well. There's a, there's a car that pays homage to the very first 911 Turbo that, uh, that, that your guys have, have developed. So there's a lot of special one-offs and, and, uh, and a lot of little... Uh, trinkets and, 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 and Easter eggs as they call them for people who come down here. Yeah, and again, I, I would not like to, to reveal too much here, but <laughs> but you, you, will, sorry, see, I had a you, you will you will see some cars which are um, also some um, design concepts um, um, to be said to say that uh, which uh, have been also toured a bit the world. 
Uh, and, and of course, then if you look at the, the 9-11, we have all the generations of the 9-11 here. So um, you can really see from the very first model, from, from the F model to the 992, um, everything is here. And of course, also in very special versions. Uh, so again, great photo opportunities you have here. Wow. But again, it's also something for the family. We have a lot of things, uh, um, playgrounds for kids. Of course, um, of course, uh, Porsche style, um, great uh, food trucks. Uh, we have even a garden. So everything is there to have a great afternoon, a great evening. And uh, we open, of course, uh, today and uh, tomorrow. And they will actually open at 4 o'clock. And I think we are closing down around 10, 10.30 in the evening. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's safe to say that if you ever wanted to go to the Porsche Museum, Stuttgart. This yeah. is the next best thing, essentially. <laughs> yes, saves you the trip. This weekend it's better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> saves you yeah. the trip as well. <laughs> um, a, a question for you, Manfred. How how does this now differ in terms of the more traditional ways that we've done before? The industry has done before about motor shows and that sort of yeah. thing. Whereas this is your own brand. You get to interact. How how is the how does that that yeah. differ and work for you doing it doing this style of event? I think that's a big question uh, because you can see that uh, um, the old um, fashion, if I may say that, the motor shows um, yeah, here and there are suffering. Um, or not getting really anymore maybe the people they want to get and also the uh, manufacturers uh, they're not so involved anymore you have to understand that uh, joining a motor show can be a very very expensive exercise and uh, and you always have to look at it whether it makes sense uh, for a manufacturer i um, when i came to dubai i think we also still saw the duba motor show um i think this has also changed right now and uh, um, it's not anymore the same as uh, it used to be. I always believe that we should create our own um, stage for our brand because then we have the full attention yeah. of the people, of journalists, of everybody involved. Um, so it works out very well for us and that's actually what we're going for. Yeah, and of course, families down here, very, very big. You've got activities going on. You've got Lego with a massive activation out there. The food trucks, I saw the Bayo buns. I'm going to get stuck into those a little later on. Um, but, but, but tell me about the, 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 the activities for, for the family to, to come down. And, you know, the artworks, so some of the amazing art installations as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, I mean, it's so much to tell. But uh, we have, of course, some uh, world-known uh, artists here. We have uh, photographers here from Germany. Um, uh, you can also catch them. Um, they, there is René Staud, uh, who is one of the, I think, one of the best uh, automotive photographers. There is Florian Müller, who is a very artistic photographer. There is a lot to, 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 to play uh, for kids. Um, as I said, there is uh, great food trucks. Uh, there is great entertainment. There is music also a bit here. Um, so uh, I think nobody will be bored. Um, uh, but I have to say, it's not just only for petrolheads. It is for petrolheads, but not only. Uh, and uh, so everybody will find something he or she is going to be interested in. Just yeah. a quick one, Manfred. How do you think this uh, event has changed the perception of Porsche people, Porsche owners and fans in the region? What is the impact it has had long term? It's only been three events, but you've seen something, yeah. surely. That it's a, that's also an interesting question. And, and you know what? It goes actually beyond our region because uh, even our headquarters uh, is now aware of uh, of icons of Porsche, and they really see this as a as a strong pillar in our in our brand work. But uh, I haven't done a proper, let's say, a, a research. Um, but of course, I talked to uh, tons of people. Uh, the, the point is that 
people who are slightly interested in cars know about the event. And the other thing is also interesting, I see that more and more people are interested in classic Porsches. Mm. So they're saying, you know what, I saw this classic Porsche, I saw this car which is like 20 years old and looks so nice and I'd like to have one of those. Where do I get them? You know, and then, you know, you talk to them, you share some websites and uh, and also where maybe the garages, you can go to uh, Porsche here, Al Nabuda, they have a classic uh, center and, and all these things uh, have certainly changed. And, uh, and also you can see that more and more people are coming every year um, we will see where this whole thing ends, but I'm a huge fan of classic cars, always was, and uh, because heritage is so important to a luxury brand as Porsche. For Do you sure. think it's something sure. that other brands are now going to copy looking at your extraordinary success? Yeah, I think, uh, uh, <coughs> you know... Uh, how can I say that? Uh, it will somebody, be the original, of if course. Somebody, yeah, but if somebody would do something similar, I think we would be flattered. Yeah. <laughs> and they, uh, and it's always Porsche is a competitive brand, you know, on the racetrack and also in business. So I always uh, welcome everybody to to do similar things because it only it only supports the car culture, and that's what we're all about. So yeah. uh, all good. <laughs> Manfred Brunel, CEO of Porsche Middle East and Africa. I say this, I genuinely mean this. Congratulations. Thank you for bringing fun into the motoring world with uh, with an event like Icons of Porsche. Um, I think it's going to have many, many years left to go, and I'm really looking forward to going, getting having a closer look this afternoon. Thank you so much, David, for having me. Great. And see you at the Icons of Porsche. Absolutely. Thank you, Manfred. We'll be back with more car talk after this. We're talking all things Porsche here, of course, at Icons of Porsche. I'm Damien Red with Emma Shanjado and Naz Chowdhury. You're listening to Motormania on Dubai Eye 103.8. You're listening to Motormania on Dubai I 103.8. Live at Icons of Porsche, celebrating 75 years of Porsche. Dream in full colour. Right now we are joined by another guy who is an absolute Porsche tragic in the kindest possible way. Is Zachariah, the president of the Porsche Club Q8. They've brought all their cars into Dubai for uh, for, for this weekend. And uh, I've rarely met a club that is so enthusiastic, enthusiastic about Porsches in the middle. Firstly, Zachariah, welcome. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you so much and welcoming everybody, all the listeners. And thank you so much for having me here uh, in this amazing, amazing event that we've been waiting for since the day that ended last year. <laughs> you guys are incredibly enthusiastic. I see the, I see the T-shirts, I see the, the, the college all around the world. Um, amazing. But firstly, tell me as, okay, as, a, as a consumer, uh, yeah. what is it about, about Porsche that, that, that dragged you into their world and, uh, and, and made you so passionate about the brand? Oh, I think Porsche, uh, Porsche is one of the first uh, sports cars that came into the region. Uh, Porsche came into Kuwait and into the GCC region at least. On in 1956, so we go way back with this brand. Uh, I'm born in the 70s, so during the 80s we had the first, uh, the first uh, inter- FIA international, sorry FIA Middle East Rally Championship. Of course, the Ferraz Rally. Of course, yes. A- and and the Middle East yes. Rally and the car that we all grew up. We knew motorsport through Porsche Rally. Yeah. Through, through our champion, uh, Mr. Saeed Al-Hajri, yes. with his 911 SC, with the Rothman livery, that we see resemblance with the Dakar yeah. today. So we grew up with Porsche. Porsche had been there before we were born, <laughs> and today we breathe and live Porsche. 
So there is there is no way out of this lovely brand. Absolutely, and and Saida Hadri is 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 one of the the, the big names in Porsche motorsport history with with his results in the Ferro's Rally with John Spiller co-driving co with him. Uh, Jackie X uh, had a, oh yeah he started but had a bit of an issue but still he he, he loves this region still he lives it in, in in the region in fact um, so yeah it's a it's a very important part of of, of Porsche's history the Middle East yeah. with those cars back there. Um, how did the uh, how did the the, the Q8 Porsche Club start and okay. uh, and and how many how many members do you have now? Uh, uh, actually, the the concept of, of the Porsche clubs is very unique, and I think the uh, Porsche the Porsche club the Porsche clubs is the biggest official uh, automotive uh, community in the whole world. We have more than two hundred and fifty thousand members, all wide world. Uh, belonging to the uh, uh, Porsche Porsche clubs, uh, and that's because the Porsche company, when it started in, in 1984, very soon in 1952 only, after four years, they they realized there's such an importance and appreciation to the to the clients, and where this is when the first Porsche club started, and now we have more than 770 clubs all over the world over 95 uh, uh, 95 countries with more than 250,000 members kuwait is the uh, club number 212 we started in 2003 and uh, we've been active uh, uh, since then uh, but in the recent re in recent years with the great attention that uh, we're getting from uh, Porsche, uh, Porsche AG and Porsche, Porsche Center Middle East, and of course Porsche Center Kuwait, they're they, they're they're taking care, really taking care of us, <laughs> and this is showing uh, through the uh, participation. We were also the biggest uh, club attending the 75th anniversary last June in in Germany. Amazing event again. So anybody who is uh, uh, interested in such a brand, I, I, uh, in the brand itself, I really urge them to join an official club because they're going to get a lot of, a lot of passion over there. I, I was going to mention Stuttgart and oh, the, and yes, the 75th anniversary because I was I was here in the stands watching the whole oh. thing, and uh, and then you couldn't help as you walk into the museum, you couldn't help and see all these Porsche Club Q8 shirts. <laughs> Must have been 40 people there. I don't know. There was massive numbers yeah. there. Um, but you got that's the thing. You, you guys are known for traveling the world and taking your cars with you around the world. Yeah. I mean, how how do you do it with the logistics? How many how many cars have you brought down here? For instance, uh, uh, we were. Uh, we were trying to lock, lock it to a certain number, but <laughs> we couldn't. <laughs> we couldn't actually. I think we're now. Uh, we were, we are. I think around 65 now, wow. and because some cars are coming through exclusive as well. Wow! And yeah. uh, so. Uh, other other cars they we 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 we, uh, we were making all of the borders busy in the last yeah. week so <laughs> thankful for everybody and for their support as well and uh, because we also got a, got a support from uh, Porsche Middle East and easing the the uh, the passing of the car so thank thanks so much for everybody who helped that make it happen i'll yeah. give you uh, one observation i had being in the in the Porsche game and in the car trade over the past 10 years i'd say in the past seven or eight years, of all of the air-cooled 997 <laughs> good variants, the turbos, the uh, the turbo S's, GT2s, GT3s, yeah. that I've advertised for sale, straight away I see my phone, 00965. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It's another Q80 export. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. About 70% of these cars, these specific variants, have gone export to Q8. So I, I yeah. see that. 
I think QA is ahead of the UAE in terms of like maybe maybe these yeah. cars. Uh, actually, I, I have I have a, a, <laughs> statistic. a, a statistic. Okay, Kuwait sold the most 911 in the region. Really? Yeah. And that's because right. Kuwait was the ninth, the ninth international Porsche wow. dealer. Yeah. The ninth in well, the whole whole wow. world because when you're competing yeah. against China, yeah. US, exactly. It's so a bit so Germany, it's, it's, it's just statement, because right? we've yeah we've been here we've been here before all of the all of the other uh, Porsche centers. I think that's why yeah. that's why the the car was there and uh, a very uh, lovely uh, uh, announcement. Maybe this is an exclusive for Motormania. Uh, we're doing a search in, uh, with the uh, with the Porsche, of course, with the Porsche company. We're doing a project uh, to get more information because uh, on the first car that entered oh, the okay. region. Okay. And yes. very soon, inshallah, we're gonna uh, mention. We just came to know the VIN number, so that's amazing. Ah. From two photos only. Yeah. From two photos, I got I got support from all over the world. And this is the power of the community. Of course. Uh, like when, you, when we went into the archive department, when we went into this, they said it's very difficult with no reference, really? with just the name. Imagine we, we were searching under Bahbahani, which is Mr. The Murad Bahbahani, God bless yeah. his soul, who brought in the, the brand into Kuwait. Wow. And, and under that, we only found the agreement letter. Imagine yeah. having that agreement, the first letter that it says that Porsche, allow, Porsche is giving you the uh, the the first. Uh, the first that to be a representative in Kuwait and Bahrain, yeah. and that was amazing. And from there, now uh, through the communities, through the guys in uh, three, five, six communities, now we came to know the number, and now hopefully we'll get the official letter from uh, Porsche. The car exactly. still exists. Now, that's the other yeah. thing we yeah. need to know we need about. To yeah. 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 Exactly. Thank you so much. Thank for you. Thanks Thank you. so much for joining us this morning. You so and you much. are always welcome on Motormania. So if you're much. in town, come into the studio. If not, we can get on the phone. I want to know more about this car sure, that you're no chasing up in time. But in the meantime, enjoy uh, Icons of Porsche. And thank, uh, you. thank you once again. Thank you. Thank you very uh, much. That is Zachary from the uh, the Porsche Club Kuwait. We are live down here at the Dubai Design District. I'm Damien Reed. I'm joined by the Shanjiato and Naz Chowdhury. This is Motormania, of course, on Dubai I 103.8. From the slab at Dubai Design District. This is Motormania on Dubai Eye 103.8. Live at Icons of Porsche, celebrating 75 years of Porsche. Dream in full colour. Yes, that was Oliver Grandall. He's a director of the complete vehicle for the Panamera model line at uh, Porsche AG. He's talking about the global launch of the all-new Panamera. It was unveiled first by Motormania and revealed to the rest of the world last night. Some interesting stuff out of that one, Naz. Now, so four, four engines, and, and they're all hybrids, two V6s, two, yeah. two V8s, yeah. and the turbo as well. Um, and uh, yeah, so some some really I mean, the the suspension on a so it's a new PDK transmission, yeah, new chassis, yeah. Uh, the 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 e motor is incorporated into the into transmission, the transmission. Yeah. So that now um, and it's all, it's oil cooled as well. So that means that um, yeah, it, it's just a, a more efficient uh, setup. But yeah, I mean the the, the suspension system on it is uh, is amazing. You got you still got the coil spring option, but you've got this uh, you've got this uh, this electronic unit that uses air suspension that is phenomenal to, to experience on the road and the old Panamera it's not like the old Panameras didn't handle well I mean you know for, for someone who's yeah. not an, a Porsche nut sitting in a Panamera you could be confused for sitting in a 911 even in terms of handling and performance yeah. and things like that 
Um, so to yet improve on that, and you can tell us about how it actually drives with this new suspension, yeah. would be very interesting. Well, it's it's got, so there's an oil pump inside each wheel, wheel yeah. well, kind of yeah. thing, sorry. So uh, you've got one chamber air suspension instead of three chamber air suspension on it. Um, and, and what that does is it gives it an anti-squat and anti-dive geometry. Yeah. Now, a lot of people talk about that, other manufacturers, yeah, but yeah, I've yeah. never experienced anything like we were absolutely jamming on the brakes to the point where we were getting the brake lights flashing and the car was still level. That's incredible. Uh, and likewise, the acceleration, yeah. absolute level. And it leans like a motorcycle in the corners or like a high-speed rail train. Wow. So it actually sort of, it finds, it, it feels like there's heavy camber in the road, yeah, like, yeah. like you're going through the the, uh, the, the, the Nordschleife, you know, the, the carousel yeah, corner yeah, of the Nordschleife. Yeah, yeah. As it tips in, it's it's. Uh, that must be quite an for experience. For a big car, yeah, yeah, of course. Mm. And what makes it interesting, it shared my sentiments that I mentioned before. You you played that clip, whereby people want to see the best of both worlds now, right? So yeah. the feedback that Porsche are getting, like myself, is you know full electrification. Maybe we're not quite there yet. So this yeah. is very interesting in terms of where Porsche are seeing things and sharing my sentiment. People want that engine but they want the advantage of this PHEV. And this is what it looks like they're investing into yeah. and the road that they're going down. And they've done a fantastic job to have that V8, but to have all the, you know, tick all the emissions boxes, tick all the, uh, those other boxes that work for the, for, for the hybrid electrification as well. Yeah, and three. to incorporate both of that, both of those things um, into a car, into a performance car with everything else. Like you said, the suspension, the brakes yeah. is, is really something incredible. Yeah, three models, the Panamera, the Panamera 4 and the Panamera Turbo. E hybrid uh, is uh, is what it will be there. Um, have you had a chance to have a look at the car outside yet? Or? I've had a brief glimpse of it. What a stunner! I mean, nobody's yeah. ever said a Panamera is boring to drive, but now the designs really come a long way, and I really like how it sits. It's a really lovely stance to it, isn't it? It's they've they've improved massively. Generation compared by compared generation. Compared to the first one, and I think I, I was to be honest, I wasn't a huge fan of the first one, but afterwards they've. Well, come it drove through. great. Um, the styling, the way they drive. Yeah, for a, for a big for a big car, this one feels more like a 911 too. In terms of the, once you sit behind the wheel, you get that raised wheel arches that the, the yeah, 911 yeah, yeah. has with Which the lower Which kind of is like uh, sights, right? To basically place you down the road, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. Um, um, but you know, the, the previous Panamera had the had the bonnet bulge. This one has like the flatter one. Yeah, that's more yeah. like a 911 with the raised guard. So you yeah. know you're in a Porsche. It's like the Taycan, yeah, you, yeah. you know, when you get behind yeah, the wheel. Yeah, exactly. Back. It's it, it, it's unmistakable. It cannot be. I said to the guy, the engineer over there at Leipzig, I said. It cannot be mistaken for anything else yeah. when you get behind the wheel of it. And when these cars do get on the press flute, uh, we'll get one. We'll go for a run somewhere, Naz. Yeah, we'll, looking forward we'll, to we'll, it. We'll, we'll, have a, yeah. we'll have a Motomania Boys Day out <laughs> so, in, a, in a Panamera. Another thing that's really <laughs> interesting thing about this is the, the 911 was the flagship car, right? Yes. So you had all these different variants of it where you had, you know, RSs. You had all these different things where you can have, you know, Porsche design editions, single bolt, ceramic brakes. It seems as though you're getting a bit of exclusivity with the Panamera now. The fact that they, you know, going for single bolt, uh, yeah. single bolt wheels, customization. It just goes to well, show that it's also flagship now. It's still open to the exclusive manufacturer. Yeah, all exactly. That, all that kind of stuff. Exactly. So that's happening. From the slab at Dubai Design District. This is Motor Mania on Dubai Eye 103.8. Live at Icons of Porsche, celebrating 75 years of Porsche. Dream in full colour. Yes, welcome back. This is Motormania live from the Dubai Design District where Icons of Porsche will open its doors from 4pm this afternoon 
I'm your host, Damien Reed, and I'm joined by Inda Changiato and Naz Chowdhury. There is amazing stuff going on down here at uh, Icons of Porsche. The centre's open from, from, from uh, 4 p.m. this afternoon. Get You get your first chance to have a look at some incredible Porsche models that are on display here. 75 years history of the car brand. First public viewing of the new Porsche Panamera. Got the Mission X hypercar hyper concept on display here. Um, food trucks, live art displays, the whole lot. Uh, carrying on, Naz, have you had a chance to uh, to wander around? What are you, what are your thoughts from? I, I can't wait. All those colourful Porsches out there are really, really <laughs> tempting me now. What's interesting is just looking over that gentleman's shoulder there. I can just about see an array of Porsches. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at you know 60s, 911s. I can see a 912. I can see a Targa. I can see a three liter. I can see a 3.2. I can see a 996. I can see a 997. <laughs> I can see a 991.1, 991.2. Uh, the Mission X is probably tucked away somewhere in the corner, as is the the ST and all the other crazy variants. And, and there's some colours that are not even worth mentioning, like Paint to Sample, which is one of yeah. Porsche's customization programs. Uh, but you really need to come and see this thing in the flesh. It's absolutely incredible. Yeah, for sure. Imda Shan, uh, I know you've got a busy schedule coming up. With uh, the Millamilia is just a week away, but car events are you fatigued with cars yet or are you going to head down and have a look absolutely not never <laughs> done with cars uh millimedia of course next week at the maidan hotel from 12 o'clock come on down like icons of Porsche. it's completely free to walk in and have a look we're going to have 120 cars from around the world and we're going to have some porsches we've got some 356s yes. we've got some 911s got everything yeah amazing stuff and there's amazing uh food down here driven by porsche here cravers here i tell you what bow friend get down there if you want to get some uh, some amazing bow buns they do it like no one else i'm i've already got my order in uh, straight after this one frosty boy here matter farm the server table crave is down here as well some incredible cars too uh a couple of one-offs we're going to talk about after the break as well that they've uh, brought in for this one so um, a whole lot going on the mission x of course is the big one had its world reveal only uh, earlier this year so do make a weekend out of this one um thank you naz for, for for joining us this morning no thank you uh hopefully we'll see all the everyone will be walking around this i afternoon. can see you're champing the bit you want to get out there and get, yeah, and yeah run definitely, around. definitely get, get the, get <laughs> I'm, the I'm not gonna hold you back anymore. i've held you back this long and, so uh, thanks so much and people that can make it today obviously this runs tomorrow as well uh similar timing so if yeah you, if i can't make it today come down tomorrow for sure in the shan you're going to stay with us because we've got lots to talk about we're going to talk about formula one we're going to talk about the mill Amelia. uh chris milbourne's going to join us we're talking a lot more we're broadcasting live down here icons of porsche at the divide design district and uh, do come down at 4pm. Motormania, we are lucky and you are lucky because we're going one extra hour so uh, we're not going anywhere yet, folks. From the slab at Dubai Design District. This is Motormania on Dubai Eye 103.8. Live at Icons of Porsche. Celebrating 75 years of Porsche. Dream in full colour. Yeah, still got long, to, uh, still some time to go with uh, Motormania. We are going all the way through, pushing through till one o'clock this afternoon for a very special three-hour edition of Motormania down here at Icons of Porsche, and uh, where the gates will be open from 4 p.m. this afternoon. So do get down and have a look at some amazing stuff going on here. Now, with the Shen, let's uh, let's let's get away from Porsche chat for a moment here. Must we? I know we have to at some point because yeah. you've got a big event coming up. Uh, but before we get on to that, let's talk about a car that you've been driving. I know we're going to we're going to change the mood somewhat here, but let's talk about you've been driving the uh, the Honda Accord Hybrid. Okay, uh, the Honda Accord Hybrid, a very very interesting little car. Actually, Honda's basically been two versions now. There's the Turbo and the Hybrid, but at this point, the Hybrid's the one to get if you ask me. So fuel economy. 
is ridiculous. That's the first story on this car. Mm. It's got two electric motors and a 200 brake horsepower, two liter motor. And I'm not sure what kind of transmission it has, but whatever it does, six to seven liters per hundred. So in real world terms, this car sips like a Honda Jazz, but it's the size of like an old S-Class. It is absolutely enormous, this car. Very spacious, very comfortable. The new uh, tech package with the new wireless CarPlay and all that. Honda's old one was good, the new one is great. Um, so basically, lots of positives. It's just such a comfortable, easy car to live with, and you can just lounge around it. It's a Honda Accord. Can you mm. imagine how far these cars have come? Not a lot of dislikes on it. The fact that it's enormous can also be a problem because parking it is suddenly like, wow, it's like an aircraft carrier. It's so huge. Um, it's The top motion model is now the hybrid, right? Yep. The old model before was the 2-liter turbo, which is the Civic Type R engine. We're not getting that anymore. That's not happening. So the hybrid is it. But it's pretty quick. It handles beautifully. And the AC, I like with all Honda ACs, quite up to the fastest ACs I've ever done. But it does get there eventually. And the only other problem I have is it has slightly loud tires. And this is one of those things uh, that you notice yes, when you're on the It's going to happen, isn't it? It's going to happen more Mazda's and more. Mazda's used to have mm -hmm. this. Honda's have this. You know, they have tires that are very good at fuel economy, but a bit noisy when you're at 120. As cars but, are getting quieter and we have to chase better fuel economy, the tires are getting noisier. Exactly. You start noticing these little things. But overall, a great car. And once again, Honda knocking it out of the park, if you ask me. Way yeah. better than the Camry. Probably the, the most famous Honda Accord owner would be uh, Jeff Bezos. He has a, yes. a mid-1990s Honda Accord. Does he still have I think he still does. I, I don't think, think he, he still, still drives it because his boat says otherwise. <laughs> yes. But there was I mean, a great he video. He on tore YouTube. down a bridge to move his yacht, but he still drives a 95 Honda Accord. He is very proud of that car. If you have a video on YouTube of him driving around the Honda, he's like, this is all I need. He changed his mind very shortly afterwards. Yeah, amazing stuff. Um, Chris, how's, how's the Volvo? I've got to ask. We haven't, we haven't talked about Volvo wagons for a while. You know, I was very close to buying a second one. Uh, we saw we had a V90 that came in. Um, yeah. Very nice gentleman was uh, getting rid of it. Uh, it was a V90 2017 with about 155 on the clock. It was extremely tempting, uh, and it was full option. You know, you got the full panoramic roof, sound system, the drive mode selector, and everything like that. But I just thought, do I really need a second wagon now? Mm. Especially after the recent announcement that they made that they might be hinting at an electric wagon that uh, Volvo might be doing somewhere in the near future. Obviously, BMW bringing their i5 wagon out. Yeah, it's yeah. not coming here, though, from what I've been told, unfortunately. So I guess I'll have to keep my eye out for the Volvo. Hang around. I saw some photos the other day. Have some, uh, some, imagine if you had German touring cars as wagons. BMW 3, E33 series of Volvo 850. That looked pretty cool. Yeah, um, um, that's that struck a chord because I, I've always had I've always had my eye on an 850. I know a couple of years ago I found a 3LT for sale here, but as soon as you turn the key, it was like a Christmas tree in the dashboard. Every single light turned on. What's a 3LT? If you don't mind me, asking. the uh, I think it's the trim that sits just underneath the T5R, so it's kind of like the yeah. full option version. Uh, I regret asking this question. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was he only wanted 9,000 dirhams for it, so it was okay. uh, it was budget friendly. But at the time, it's just no, it's again, not parking it's is a an ticking, issue. Ticking ticking thingy Yeah, but it's it's a nice centerpiece to have what have you got i've got this brick at home it doesn't move much but i've got one go to virgin and buy a model of it well i've got, I've got Save some, nine thousand there well that's what I've, uh, a friend of mine gave me a, a nice little lego set with three red bricks and i can perfectly build my ideal car in my own house it's an exact replica of a wall exactly all i'm missing is a little wheel support on the side of it <laughs> amazing amazing well i was at the other end of the car i was still still i drove a commercial vehicle but it's at the higher end of the commercial vehicle spectrum and that is the uh the vw amarok so it's the Third or fourth biggest selling car in Australia. So, and they're just coming through here. It's based on the new Ford Ranger. Uh, it's, it's a shared platform. Very big seller, as I said before. The car drove 2.3 litre, four cylinder turbo. 300 Hold horsepower. 300 horsepower, 2.3. Is that enough for, for a pickup truck? 
Um, depends on what you're carrying, I guess. Because I, I mean, we, we had a light load. We, did, we, we weren't carrying anything. But ten-speed auto. It's a four-motion, so it's an all-wheel drive system in it. Um, but 197,405 dirhams for the for the wow, car that was tested. These things have come up a bit, haven't they? It's a it's a, it's a premium over the range Look of the posh, based though. on. I met you and yes. I saw that car and it looked really posh. It looks very good. Absolutely, it's got the it's got the body kit on it. It's got the uh, the, the the power load compartment covered over the back which looks great but it also eats into luggage space and storage space uh, but uh, yeah I mean but for what you're getting though 197,405 dirhams six years or 60,000 kilometer service packages included with that a three-year unlimited mileage warranty uh, three years roadside assistance and they'll even look after your first year's registration with with the car so what do you think is buy it and run 150,000 kilometers in year one and 150 yeah. in one year two <laughs> I've so, also got a question, sorry, about yeah, the... It. So we've got a, it's got a 10-speed automatic gearbox. Is that yes. the only Volkswagen in production now with one of those gearboxes? It is, it is, because it's, it, it comes from the Ford stable. It's a Ford gearbox. So it's, a, it's the Ford transmission they see in the F-Series and also in the in the Ranger as well. And in the General Motors. It's and actually... It, and in GM, in fact, I, yes. It uh, is a Ford GM core production. Yes. And, and now the other question is, is this one of these cars that's locked away for certain individuals? So, you know, you said it's a commercial vehicle, so is it kind of like the Hilux situation where not everyone can get their hands no. on one? It's locked to businesses. It's it's open for it's open forever. It's it's more of an urban urban vehicle to get around uh, in, in that regard. So yeah, you're not you don't have to be a you don't have to have a trade license or a commercial vehicle, um, you know, a trade that you're running around for a vehicle like that. You can buy it and have it yourself, so that's fine. Um, the exterior is very VW as you'd expect, so it's got all the touch points you get from from the Golf and from the Touareg and, and and all that kind of thing. But the interior is just straight Ford Ranger with a couple of little VW badges here and there. So they haven't, you know. But the, what do you think of the new Ranger interior? Because I well, bought the like Ranger it. Raptor. I thought it was really good. I like it because it's got that large vertical LCD display in the middle, which it's is not too big a car. It's a good size of pickup truck. And it's, and. The, the trim quality is really nice. You've got the hand-stitched leather. Or Does not, it have that little no, gear knob sure thing that actually is hand-stitched? It's stitched. <laughs> oh, not hand-stitched. It's yeah. stitched. Yeah. 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 is now excited about hand-stitched interiors in a Volkswagen. Oh, no, Ford Ranger. But they didn't... But what I'm saying is, is that Volkswagen didn't really hide the fact that it is a Ranger. Once you get inside it, if you've driven a Ranger, it's the same stumpy little gear selector and it's the, 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 the center console display, the whole lot. So you do the trick. Hmm? The trick is when you turn it off in drive, it automatically motors back to park without doing Ah, yes, it, it does. It's a yes. very cool yeah. trick when you and see it. And the one it. with the F-Series, I like where the, the, the T-Bar actually folds flat so you can have your dinner Men tray for so all the Men are so easily amused, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> now, the other thing about the uh, uh, the Volkswagen Amarok I want to ask, GTI and R-Line when? Um, yeah, probably not. I can't see a GTI Amarok happening. We, but, we but, but the body kits that are, that are available, yeah, so this one, is um, uh, this one's called the Aventura. Uh, there's another model um, that escapes me right now, but they come with different trims. So basically, it's the it's the Amarok version of a R-Line kind of thing as well. So you've got the little winglets at the back behind the cabin. Um, as I said, with the the, the electric uh, uh, compartment cover as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's I like the Ranger, so therefore I like this. In terms of capability off-road, I've done a lot of work with a Ranger in off-road conditions in Australia. Been a big fan of it. And then here in the desert as well. You drove it in Oman also, didn't you? Or yeah. Or a, similar thing, the Everest. The, the Everest, which is, a, again, a similar platform, but with an independent rear suspension instead of the live axle. Um, but, yeah, yeah, big fan of that platform. So I have no reason. I didn't get to take this off-road, uh, but I have no reason to think it wouldn't be any less capable. Maybe the 20-inch rims might, might have a little bit, bit of an impact on it. But the price premium... Would I have it over what a Ranger Wildtrak? What is the price premium? 
Well, yeah, so it's just under 200,000 for this one. I think the ranges are around about 150, 160 for the about wild track. About 160, 170, yes. Yeah, yeah. So you wouldn't buy it over a ranger. Well, see, I like the I like the wild track. I'm not sure whether 30, 30 grand, maybe. If I was a if I was a Volkswagen Tragic, yeah, I would. You know what? I get that. Like some people just attach to the brands. Like I like my Fords, and you might yeah. like VW. So I get it. And it's the same car. So it's kind of win if win win. If you're used to dealing with the same dealers and the same service people, and you say, "Well, you're doing my Touareg or my Terramont or my Golf or whatever," uh, then you can service and, and look after the Amarok. That would make me buy the Amarok. Yeah, but if I'm a if I'm a newbie walking off the street. No, I'd probably go with the with the, with the wild track. I'd go to do the same thing as well. Actually, the Ranger is such a good-looking car. It has all this stuff, and there's a huge aftermarket now in Dubai as well for it, for wheels and tires and suspension, what have you. Yeah, so that was it. Um, a, uh, the VW Amarok definitely worth going down and have a look look at it. A uh, very very popular car in other markets, so I can't see why they wouldn't be wouldn't be popular in this region as well. <clears throat> um, but again, to get back to your point, Chris, it's getting people's head around the idea that yes, you can buy a pickup truck now. Some types, because you can't still buy others, right? True. There was the, there's always this weird thing. Like every time you saw one of these on the road, you'd always think, does Volkswagen really make a pickup truck? Because you'd see them uh, scattered around and. Honestly, I kind of like the old shape of it. I know it was yeah. bare bones. There wasn't a lot to the truck itself, but it was it was really cool. It really kind of stood out. You know, it had its own uniqueness to it. Yeah. I was this close to buying an old Amarok 2.0 turbo manual, which they would sell to individuals as well. I don't know if they ever really did much with it, but it was an interesting truck apparently. And you get a V6 diesel in Australia, by the way. Yes. Which is really good. Yeah. And, with the uh, and uh, the Walkinshaw group down there, can get 500 horsepower out of that car as it's a TWR what? VW Amarok and so far they recommend this yes 500, we do. 507 <laughs> horsepower it's um it's not a big seller but it's popular <laughs> that's the one we want the Volkswagen I want yeah that's definitely the one we want right so uh well I'll tell you what when we come back Chris we're going to talk about uh uh the most popular Porsches on the Bizzle that you've seen recently. Some interesting stuff here I'm, I'm understanding. I'm Damien Reed. This is Motormania. We are live down here from Icons of Porsche at the Dubai Design District, only on Dubai Eye 103.8. You're listening to Motormania on Dubai Eye 103.8. Live at Icons of Porsche, celebrating 75 years of Porsche. Dream in full colour. Yes, welcome back. This is Motormania live from the Dubai Design District where Icons of Porsche will open its doors from 4pm this afternoon. Do get down here. It is sensational and the weather is clearing up. It's a beautiful day out there this afternoon. I'm your host, Damien Reed. I'm still joined, of course, by Imtichanjado. And jumping in now is Chris Milbourne, the social media expert at DeBizzle. And before we get on to you, uh, to Chris, big, big, big week coming up, as we said before. You've the got, biggest week of the year. We've got, got F1 happening million. right now. We've got Icons of Posh happening right now. And next week, we've got the Millimilia Experience UA coming back for the second year. 120 cars from all over the world. You, Everybody who's listening to this, you can get down and participate too. Just go down to the Maidan Hotel at 12 o'clock next Sunday, December the 3rd, and enjoy. It's completely free. Wander around, look at the cars. Try not to touch the cars. I definitely don't touch the people who own them. But on the <laughs> other hand, you're going to have a fun time. We've got food. We've got places to sit down. It's going to be a great afternoon. And I'm really looking forward to it. By the way, world exclusive... We've uh, getting Jody Kidd, former supermodel and Maserati race car driver, to join us as well. So I think you're going to be talking to her. Amazing. Well, amazing. Um, 
that will be sensational. In fact, we were talking earlier this week uh, with Georgia Tolley on her show, mid- show in the morning, about the Millimillia and about some of the people that are coming down there, uh, some of the former Formula One drivers that will oh, be, goodness will be down. Me. Stefan Johansson is, is in town. Stefan Johansson, I've just ordered a car for him, so he's going to have a great old time. Thierry Bootsen, he's ah, popping Thierry in as Bootsen. well. Um, yes. Jochen Maas, our good friend, yes. is popping over as always. Um, DT Quester, DTM driver from the 80s. And not a driver, but also a driver drive, you catch my drift. Another world exclusive, Valentino Balboni, the Ooh. legendary factory tax test driver. Every single Lamborghini sold in the 80s was driven by this man because his job was to take the brand new car, take it for a quick thrash in the Bologna Hills and say, okay, it's done. Or not. Amazing, amazing. And I cannot wait to uh, to get down there um, and see this event. It's just it's been so good to see it, see it grow and, and, and get bigger and it's only just begun. Yeah, I think we look at what Porsche is doing with the icons of Porsche. I think what we're doing is bringing that classic element that Manfred was talking about and allowing people to see these cars. Because as we've discussed many times off here, there's no point to a car that sits in your warehouse or sits in your garage. No. It needs to drive. Get some dust on it. Get some water on it. It'll be fine. Well, I'm looking forward to Oh, and one little thing quickly on, before we go. Yeah. Um, new, new location, mm. Oman. Oh, yes, yes. So we are going into Musandam oh, on the Oman Peninsula. And Oman now. We are in crossing borders, which is quite slightly terrifying, but so it's going to be so. Bring your passport, Jamie. Mm. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. We're looking forward to that. Looking forward to interviewing some great people, say Thierry Bootson, a great Formula One driver, aviation guru over there based in Monaco, Stefan Johansson, uh, Jody Kidd, who. Uh, has a, uh, a very good career in motorsport now with, uh, with Maserati. Mm-hmm. Um, some amazing stuff going on. So all that, looking forward to it. Um, what I would like to see in the Millimere one day would be a 911 Dakar. Wouldn't we all? Wouldn't that would. be amazing? Especially, like you said before, drive it. Yeah. If I want to drive it. It's, it yes, That's it's a, the 911, right? To drive. Because pothole, yes. you know, flood, doesn't matter. It's desert. just a 911 on stilts. Desert. Yeah. You and, can take it off-road. And Chris... Okay. Not re- dune bashing, but you recently had one, Chris, to, uh, to to play around with for for a while. We not play around with such a. Uh, one of our clients invited us down to do a video with one um, because they had one to show off, and they they said come down and have a look at it because it's one of the most exciting 911s to come out of the past couple of years. Yeah, and I want to sure. say seeing it in pictures is one thing, but seeing it in person, and I know there is one floating around downstairs that has a different number, so I know it's not the same car, but seeing one in person is just it's so interesting, you know. And I know that I'm going to talk about my car now again because I I actually have a car that's somewhat similar. Yes, it doesn't have the same handling characteristics, the weight distribution or whatever, but it is a lifted version of an everyday car. And, you know, this is what the 911 Dakar is. It is a, a... It's a lifted version of the 911 and i've got to say it is it is a gorgeous story back to what dakar's win back in or porsche's win at the dakar in 1984 with the 911 uh, carrera 3.2 yeah uh, what a legendary day that was when we had a sports car that had a couple of coilovers won the biggest off-road uh, race and now what 30 decades it wasn't uh, just decades? a couple of coilovers. Three decades. well yeah. okay fair enough yeah you're right it was it looked like a 911 but it was a proper race car and that ultimately went on to the legendary 959 right yeah, yeah. and now three years uh, three decades later the that we've got a new iteration of it and which I say, was launched here last year at icons of porsche and it is it's such an incredible car mm. to see you know and from the outside it's you no know, it's built to do what it's supposed to do but then you look inside and it still has the creature comforts of the modern day Porsche the key starter is still on the left hand side you've got the full wrap around dashboard as well so it's got all the modern features but you can take it off road yeah and and shows you what an amazingly versatile car the 911 is so, so give you an example going back in between those two cars that you mentioned in the mid 80s and and the, and the Dakar now is uh, 
a former colleague of mine in Australia, a guy called Michael Stahl, he drove a 996 Porsche, raised the suspension by, by, by a couple of inches, drove it across the Simpson Desert in Australia, which is like taking the car out over Big Red here. In fact, they have a hill called Big Red there. Sailed over. Porsche did, Australia had no idea how successful or otherwise this program, this project would be. Did it easy. Um, and, and, and again, this, is the, this Dakar version is a, is a similar car. It's just raised a little bit, but it's pretty much the same. It's a 911. Yeah, and it, it has the same essence of it. It looks, if you saw it from a distance, you just think, oh, someone's, you know, lifted the 911. But that's essentially what they've done, isn't it? Yeah. It's a lifted yeah. 911. Yeah, but they've got some cool stuff. Like, they've got some special drive modes and things that allow you to alter the weight, the torque distribution, and the car will slide around in the sand, obviously, yeah. safely. Or you can also just have a lot of fun with it on the track, which is kind of nuts to yeah. say. I wouldn't want to so have those off-road tires, though, on the track. You no. know? Well, why not? It's a slight <laughs> less traction. I so, think that's amazing. So let's move on, Chris. Uh, you've, got some, you've got a couple of stats here about Porsche on De Bizzle. How they've been going over the past six months or so? How, how's life in Porsche land on De Bizzle? It's pretty interesting. You know, the past six months, 2.5% of uh, cars listed for sale have been Porsches. And when you think about really? it, that's inside the top 10 of the makes. You've got Mercedes, you've got Toyota, you've got the big players. But then you've got Porsche. And of course, the most popular model of that, taken up 42%, is the Cayenne. And literally, you can't go anywhere without seeing one. I know there's a couple of Overland versions here that look stunning, to be honest. You know, it's fantastic to see them like that. Um, you can pick one up on Dubizzle right now. I think the cheapest one I found was 12,500 dirhams. Okay, maintenance might be a bit expensive on that, but still, how, are you gonna get, how else are you going to get into the Porsche category with 12,000 dirhams? If yep. you get, you know, you're getting a V8 Cayenne as well for that. Uh, yes, it's the incredibly old shape, but it's still, you know, it's a Porsche. Yeah, but they're really day. capable cars. So I have a friend. Most of those cars have all been touched by one person who actually modifies the headlights on those cars. He takes all the guts out and puts in lots of LEDs and cool off-road lights and just puts it all back together again. All proper, all legal. And I think what a nice idea that people are modding these cars to make them more usable. Not mm. just under and off of the light. It's not the kind of blinding LEDs light that you've seen coming up behind you on the highway. It's the kind that actually practically works. So, what in terms of Porsche, Porsche land on on Debizzle, what are so, what, what's the, uh, the, the 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 most expensive or the oldest or, or that sort of thing that we're currently seeing right so now? So, the most expensive, most people think would probably be a nine one eight. But of course, we're in the UAE, so mm. of course, there's Carrera GTs floating around. Yes, we've yes. got a few. Uh, listed currently uh, one is 9.5 million dirhams that's the Whoa. most expensive one listed uh, and then the oldest is from 1962 and apparently only has 5,000 kilometers on the clock really and that is a 356 as well and it's here it's here and it's Ooh. in a showroom quietly tucked away in Arcus. yeah it's uh, behind uh, a glass door you might actually notice this room when you drive down it's in a really interesting location but they've got one in there and it's a really beautiful example of that car as well Amazing stuff. That so uh, nine and a half million dirhams. Uh, Carrera GT, incredible stuff. <clears throat> Obviously, you would think Panamera, Macan. They're, the, they're they're the big movers at the moment, but there's still a lot of love for the 911. Of course, yeah, and it makes up uh, 23% of uh, the current listings of the past six months on Debizzle. Of course, the 911. It is a sports car that you can daily. Okay, there's a few models here and there that you probably can't, like the touring variants, the GT2, but everything yeah. like that. But I'm pretty sure there are many uh, people out there that do want to use these cars as daily drivers. Yeah. You know, I've had a look around outside. Uh, everything here pretty much is a 911, except for a handful of uh, Cayennes. There's a, a GT4 RS as well, a bit further down. The Le Mans prototype is here as well, which is fantastic to see. I don't want to give it too much away, though, because I'm really <laughs> excited for this as well. I've been bursting to talk about it, but I know... We're opening up at 4 p.m. today, right? Yes. People have got to come yes. down and see it because if you love Porsche and you love cars, this is the place to be here this weekend. Absolutely. The 911 ST, my favourite. The homage to the first turbo. 
I've already given that away, sorry, but you've got to come down and have a look at it. But I'll tell you what, do stay with us uh, because in a few moments' time, we're going to be back with more Motormania. We're going to be talking about Formula One because there's another little event happening in town right now. It is, of course, the Etihad Airways Abu Dhabi Grand Prix down at the Yas Marina Circuit, and we're going to be talking Formula One Grand Prix happenings down there. Uh, it is one you don't want to miss. I've, yeah, had, had my head buried in that as well. So, uh, busy weekend. I'm Damien Reed with Inter Changiato and Chris Milbourne. We are live from Icons of Porsche, and this is Motormania on Dubai I 103.8. From the slab at Dubai Design District. This is Motormania on Dubai Eye 103.8. Live at Icons of Porsche, celebrating 75 years of Porsche. Dream in full colour. Yes, welcome back. This is Motormania live from the Dubai Design District where Icons of Porsche will open its doors from 4pm this afternoon. I'm your host, Damien Reed, and I'm still joined by Indus Giardo and, uh, of course, Chris Milbourne, the social media expert at DeBizzle. We're going to start talking all things Formula One now. And uh, because it is just a little event happening down the road in Abu Dhabi, and it's a big sellout down there. So uh, if you've missed out, don't worry. Icons is happening, and you can catch up with all later on. But as you know, I also do a little bit of commentary with the Formula One side of the world. So um, I'm looking forward to today's practice session. Final practice session kicks off this afternoon, and then of course qualifying that kicks off under lights to, tonight. But uh, let's do a quick recap of yesterday first. I've been chatting with my uh, F1 partner in crime, Phil Anson, who commentates with me down there, and uh, we'd just gone off air. The big news: Carlos Sainz, a lot of damage to the Ferrari. Let's have a listen to how we went at the end of that session. Damo, that was a huge hit going in at uh, turn three after the bump. The air from a car in front just paying a point. But that the whole left-hand side of that car's gone. And uh, they've got a huge amount of work uh, to go with that one. And then Nico Hulkenberg, after we had a, probably a oh, 12- to 18-minute red flag, Nico Hulkenberg, on the very second lap out after the red flag, planted it, lost it on the exit of Turn 1, into the wall between 1 and 2, and another red flag. So two cars didn't make it to the end of this session. I'm just watching Carlos Sainz accident again, and, boy, that was a big hit. Yeah, big hit and great work by the uh, the marshals down there who were uh, re- doing working on the recovery to get that car sorted, get the fence fixed. Uh, but interesting, I mean, there's only four points between Mercedes and Ferrari for the uh, the constructors' championship, second place in the constructors' championship. So this could potentially have a big impact on Ferrari to uh, to to get that second place back from Mercedes. Most definitely. I mean, this battle's been going on this time last year. It was 19 points in the other way. Ferrari were in front of Mercedes this year. It's Mercedes four points in front of Ferrari. Now, we saw both of the... Uh, uh, Lewis Hamilton uh, finished in eighth position in that that session. And uh, so it's, you know, I'm just uh, looking away at my uh, scoring sheet now. And Russell finished in sixth. And uh, Leclerc on top, but Sainz nowhere. So this is so much to pay for. There's about $9 million <laughs> for that one position. Phil, I mean, this season has been... Uh, it's a remarkable season for Max Verstappen. He's uh, he's he's absolutely walked away with this title. Um, something I I just you know have, haven't seen before that kind of dominance. Where, what, what, what's your what's your thoughts on where we're going for for next season? Are we gonna is it going to be a repeat or is there a chance for the others to sort of maybe wave the flag and hope that they might catch up a little? Well, ever since the end of the summer break, we've seen teams ebb and flow. We had Aston Martin we were very active in the beginning of the season that could have put the fight to them. They fell away through uh, uh, their car design going the wrong way. Then we've had the resurgence of McLaren in the second half of the season to be the second fastest team. And we saw wheel-to-wheel battles with Lando Norris and Max Verstappen in Vegas. So they're, they're getting a lot closer. Um, 
we've yet to see what Adrian Newey is going to bring to the fore next year, which scares everybody, obviously. But Ferrari, Mercedes, McLaren are all getting closer due to the fact that they had to, um, Red Bull had to stop working on that car due to the fact they've had their, their, their budget cut away due to exceeding the budget cap out of 2021. Yeah, it's going to be uh, interesting to see. But the, the thing I've noticed is the uh, the track appears to be slippery or the cars are unstable. But either way, we saw an awful lot of cars losing the, the traction from the rear end of the car in the first session. And then, of course, we saw the two big impacts with uh, was it Nico Hulkenberg in, uh, in, in the Haas, into the ball backwards. And that was only minutes after Carlos Sainz destroyed his car. This track's a very different track to the one that, that we've raced on for the last 14 years, yeah? Oh, most definitely. Being the 15th evolution, everybody's got loads of data on this circuit. The problem is the cars have evolved in such a state. The second thing is Nico Hulkenberg didn't do the first session because we had 10 rookie drivers out there. We had half the field of rookies. So Nico didn't know the track. He didn't know where the tyre bite was. He just put his foot down a little bit too hard coming out of turn one, lit the rear tyres up, and that was it. It's all over. Once you lose the back end of these cars these days, you can't get it back, as Carlos Sainz found out. So, yeah, but we're the, all in free practice one, all of the cars going sideways out of turn 16. Yes, there was a bit of a tailwind, but we've never seen anything like it. I think the Car evolution and this being um, the, the the Yas Marina circuit, which is very smooth, as in the bitumen type of that they use, is very very smooth and not aggressive. Is that um, they've they've really underestimated that it, it's not coming to the cars just yet. I think it will um, before we get into qualifying, but uh, yeah, it's not there just yet. Yeah, and of course in the in the first session we had a lot of young drivers taking part in that first session. Half the field were young drivers. <laughs> Felipe Dragovic, the F2 champion. Jack Doohan in there as well. Uh, Freddie Vesti in the Mercedes. Holly Beardman. Pato Award, IndyCar yep. driver. Dale Pacher, who's, who's got a chance to win the F2 championship this weekend. Um, all sorts of stuff going on. What, what was your who was your who was your standout amongst the rookies in that session? Oh look, um, I think Felipe Dragovic. He finished in in front of current Formula One drivers. He finished <laughs> second in that first free practice session. A fantastic drive from Felipe. Uh, but you know he, he did that. He was in uh, Fernando Alonso's car in the Aston Martin and finished you know uh, just behind George Russell. Um, but brilliant driving by him in, in the car. We had a lot of brand new drivers out there that um, had never. Jake Dennis in Max Verstappen's car. He's a sim driver. Okay, he had to come in and tighten his helmet because he had no idea the forces that were going on in that car. Two laps out, I got to come in and, and, and tighten my helmet. I can't, and it was literally getting ripped off his head through the G forces. Yeah, big thanks to my uh, co-commentator in Formula 1, Phil Anson, for that one. Now, of course, uh, it is a sellout down there at the Asperina Circuit, so uh, do come on down to Icons and Porsche and catch it all here, because you won't miss a thing. If you get the Shahid VIP app, you can catch us on replay and stream it whenever you want, after all the festivities have happened here at uh, Dubai Design District is over. Bit of late mail, too. This uh, come in uh, yesterday. I'm talking about local Formula 4 racing, and uh, Yas Heat Racing's uh, Kiana Alazari uh, was starting from pole position in uh, the Formula 4 
for today after qual- qual- topping the qualifying yesterday in the in the uh, the trophy round. So he set uh, he set a, a, a very good time ahead of the XL Motorsport and Prema Racing's Freddie Slater as well. So uh, he's kick- kicking off here. The Alizari family um, synonymous with Porsche. Uh, Chris? Kareem is definitely over the room. That's 100% uh, for sure. <laughs> Every time I see him at the Autodrome or Yas Marina Circuit, he's the first there to cheer on his sons. Yeah. And he's he's so excited. Every time I see him. And like you said, uh, massive Porsche fan. You know, he raced he's in the uh, Porsche Sprint Challenge Middle East a couple of years ago yep. uh, for Al Buda Racing. You, you, you told me he's got, what, nine cars here, well, I think I it is? He's got, he's got a number of cars down here. For, I'm pretty for sure it's nine. Porsche as well. I'm pretty sure his entire garage is here somewhere. Yeah, he's brought a beautiful... Just the Porsches anyway, but yes. If you see a 550 Zagato Spider down here, it's the real, it is the real one, and it's his. Uh, but anyway, catch all the F1 action later today and, of course, tomorrow on race day. Um, but, of course, head down to Icons of, of Porsche. The doors are opening down here at 3 p.m. There's lots to do down here. There's a family-friendly area. Lots of Porsche cars are now starting to come in and being set up for the display later on. So uh, yeah, it's all starting to buzz now, right now. I'm Damien Reed, and I'm joined by Chris Milbourne of DeBizzle, live on Motormania on Dubai I 103.8. You're listening to Motormania on Dubai I 103.8. Live at Icons of Porsche, celebrating 75 years of Porsche. Dream in full colour. Yes, welcome back. We're on the home stretch now of Motormania. It's Damien Reed with you, joined by Chris Milbourne of DeBizzle, of course, and uh, in the Shanjado here. It's the last stretch, about three-hour special live show from Icons of Porsche down here at the Dubai Design District. It kicks off at 4 p.m. today and tomorrow as well. We're seeing a couple of very nice cars being wheeled through the uh, through through the gates and being set up there. Chris, as you mentioned before, uh, Karim Elazar, he won't mind us mentioning it. He's got a couple of nice cars down here as well, but uh, some some very nice historic stuff out there um, as well that we've seen. Yeah, the uh, I, what really caught my eye are the Le Mans prototypes because we've got the yeah. latest generation. I think it's the, is it the 963 is the latest one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you've got the one that came before that was the... Uh, it raced in 2002. I always forget the name of it, but it's the RS Spider. I think Penske ran it. Yes, uh, yes, the, yes, That yes. bright yellow uh, livery on it as well. And then right next to it is... I, can, I always forget the model of this one. Is it the 917 with the Golf livery on it? And it has the extremely yeah. long tail. Like, it's just... Yeah. There's the front of the car, and then there's the rest of the car. It's just... When it's you take so the bodywork off, you realize how small the car is. It's a, basically, it's an engine with a person. Basically, it's and mostly <laughs> hollow. And that yes. cockpit. If you look inside them. Space frame, yeah. It's basically a space frame. I think the K is the short tail. Actually, the 907, one of them is the long mm. tail. But the cam is the cam tail, the really short tail. Because that one looks extremely long. But then I was just, I was, you know, briefly walking around, just having to see what there is out there. There's some fantastic colors on display as well. There's some yeah. beautiful shades that you just don't see. There's that sort of that ruby red one, like right at the front. I, I don't want to name the names because I, I don't want to give too much away. I want people <laughs> to come down and check them out for themselves because... It's it's a feast for the eyes here. It is gorgeous the array of colours that we and have. And that's a great thing about Porsche as a brand. It has all these events happening in the US like Lufka Gult, etc. But mm. icons of Porsche is our own homegrown thing. And what I love about it, even if you know nothing about 911s, if you can't make a Cayenne from a Macan, you have no idea what they are. You can come for the aesthetic. It's an art exhibition. It's an art festival. It's somewhere to be on a Sunday that is just like nowhere else in Dubai. Yeah. And you can really enjoy it. You know, it's a family friendly atmosphere as well. There's a, a huge area to discover. There's lots of things to do. You know, it's it's a cool event to say it like that. You know, it's very interesting, like you said. And there's there's so many different models, and you can kind of learn along the way as well. There's a beautiful display of a number of models that kind of shows the lineage of a certain car that's here this weekend. Again, I, I really don't want to give too much away, but it's nice. <laughs> to, I, I saw give them, something away. I saw them all. Yeah. They've got four wheels. Yeah. Fair enough. Amazing Engine in the back. Stuff. And two doors. 
it's incredible. And you do have to get down here 4pm this afternoon. As I said, registrations have closed on the website, but as we've been told from the boss himself, Manfred Brunel, the CEO of Porsche Middle East and Africa, said that if you come down here at 4 o'clock, there's a couple of spare ones on the gate. So uh, get in there and come in and have a look. Um, Chris Milbourne, thanks so much for, for joining us again the this morning, this afternoon. And, uh, it's a bit weird. I, I, I thought we would be on the morning and then I joined you in the afternoon. I almost said good morning, but uh, no. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, for sure. And in the chance, special thanks to you. for. I know you're flat out right now with uh, with all things Miller Millie. We've always got time for us. Really appreciate it. Always got time for you, Damien. Thank you so much. Uh, that's about all we've got time for now for, uh, for, for Motor Mania. And uh, do, as I said, come down here from 4pm when the gates are uh, open and join us again on December 9. We're going to have lots of Miller Millie stuff. Bye for now.